Pouring of glory and outpouring of the fire of God. And I'm excited with what God's going to do. Without making, taking much more time, I am honored and delighted to have my brother here, uh, uh, Pastor Prophet, um, you know, Steve, um, God, he's wear, he wears many hats. But today he's got the hat of the Holy Ghost on him. Hallelujah. And, uh, we just want to let him loose. Uh, take it away, uh, uh, Prophet. Well, thank you, Pastor Tony and friends, family. So good to see you. And it is an honor and a privilege for me to be here with you tonight at the London Outpouring. Let me say this at the start of this service. Wherever you are watching from, tonight is a night of miracles. Tonight is a night where the impossible is made possible in Jesus' name. And tonight is a night where the manifest power and glory of God will be revealed to the sons and daughters of God as you believe in faith. You know, all of us are called by the, by the Lord to work out the season and the dimension to that which his grace has been upon your life. And, you know, for you, it might be different to me, but you can be absolutely sure that it's the same God at work in you that is at work in me, that's at work in Pastor Tony, that's at work in Dr. Jens and Pastor Mark and Pastor Mary. God is on the move. And God moves with the man or woman who moves. And so right at the start of tonight, I want to prepare you for this weekend, for this weekend of move of the Holy Spirit, for this weekend of revival. And it is a time and a season for revival. My friends, we're here in the London outpouring. And whether you're from London or whether you're watching in from all over the world tonight, you can claim that which I'm speaking tonight for your locality. You can take hold of it by faith and believe it in your heart and receive it and declare it out of your mouth because faith responds to that which is in your mouth, which is the word of God. And as you declare it out of your mouth, you're going to see the impossible change. You'll see the things that are not possible with man become possible with God because with God, my friend, all things are possible. Hallelujah. Somebody give him praise tonight and say amen and amen. Well, guys, it's such a privilege to be with you. Many of you know that I'm the pastor at Crown Family Church, but I've led Crown Global, an international missions organization for the last, oh, good on almost 10 years now. And we are just going for more of God. And I'm connected to Pastor Tony, not only through churches and communities, but also through the divine connection to my spiritual authority, Reverend Sirisa Wairimu over in Kenya, in Nairobi for faith evangelistic ministry. And through her, I have been connected to such a wonderful crowd of people. And I, Mum, I'm forever grateful for you. I honor you here right at the start of this time. And Teresa Warimu is an anointed woman of God. If you've never connected with Faith Evangelistic Ministry, boy, get yourself onto, uh, onto Facebook, onto YouTube. Get connected in with the anointed because I promise you, you won't be disappointed. Hallelujah. Well, tonight, over this next 30 minutes, I'm going to bring you the now word of the Lord for you for this nation. And I believe that at this time, the spirit of the Lord has me here at the London outpouring to give you revelation over what the prophetic picture is for this country. And if you are watching for another nation, just believe with me, will you, for the UK, because it is the time for the UK. It's the time for Europe. God has a promise and a destiny for this land. 
And one of the reasons I'm here as a prophet of God is to declare the times and seasons to you so that you understand what is going on so that you can move and pivot and shift into the dimension that the Lord has for you. Because now is the time and now is the time for revival in this land. Somebody say amen. And the revival fire that has been promised, it's not something that's distance. It's not something that's going to happen in generations to come, but it is something to be received now, today, by the people of God here and now. Amen and amen. Well, it's so good to be back preaching for you today. And I want to remind you that the Lord gave his covenant to the Jewish people. And that means it's a Hebraic covenant. So in order to understand and navigate through these really strange times that we live in with global pandemics, with Brexit, with everything else going on, we've got to understand how Father God expressed himself originally to the Jewish people. Now, we've got to understand that not everything was revealed through a middle class Western lens. Hallelujah. Thank God Jesus wasn't white British. I praise God that we are a multitude of different colors and backgrounds, a woven tapestry brought together under the glory and anointing of God. And in that, Christ Jesus himself is revealed. But we have to understand, my friends, that what the Father spoke into being through the children of Israel was a Hebraic covenant. And so no matter what calendar system you use, whether you look at the Jewish calendar, whether you're using the Gregorian calendar that we, we use here in this nation, no matter what calendar you're using right now, we're in the year of beginnings. We're in 2021, the year of new beginnings. We're in the year 5781 in the Jewish calendar, the year of new beginnings. So it's a time of new birth. It's a time of fresh start. And if you were tuning in right at the very start of this meeting, I said it's time to get out of the ark. It's time to get out of this restriction and this lockdown that we've been under. You know, the agenda of the enemy is to keep you bound in fear. The agenda of the enemy is to keep you locked in restriction, both in your mind, in your physical sense, and in your ability to connect in with what the Father would do in this season. But I wanted to tell you today, by the word of God, that there is a shift that is coming that breaks you out of fear and brings you into faith, that you might move with the man and woman who moves, because God is the God who moves with you. And he wants you to know your authority in Christ and he wants you to be someone who is about kingdom business and so this is all about the kingdom of God you know this isn't about a church or a denomination or a stream this is about God's kingdom folks and that means you and I have to get on the with the business of the kingdom to see the lost saved and to work out the power of the gospel the gospel is still good news it is still the power of God unto salvation for all that believes in it hallelujah, hallelujah. so the spirit of the Lord says to us tonight for too long my people have been held captive by the Delilah spirit says the Lord it's time for the release of my power and my glory for you and for you to be unhinged from the weight around you says the Lord but before this happens, there is a nine month window, says the Lord of transition that I am bringing to my church in the UK. It is a nine month transition of labor pains, of going through toiling, of birthing something new, says the Lord, that will move you into giving birth to the new thing, says the Lord. For I will not cause you to go back to an old way of thinking, but I will propel you forward in my power and my glory. And you shall see with your own eyes what this revival is. You will walk in it, says the Lord, because it is the time. It is the time of moving 
under a new anointing, not yesterday's blessing, says the Lord, but the blessing that flows through from my throne room, says the Lord. And as you move into giving birth in this new season, says the Lord, so you shall give birth to something that will not be aborted. The Delilah spirit that's operating now around the church in this nation is seeking to abort that which God wants to do over his anointed ones. And mm. I say to you prophetically today that that spirit is, go- is, is, is trying to rise up. And as the, the, the church of Jesus Christ, we unite together and we resist the enemy. We Jesus. push back the darkness. And in Jesus' name, that spirit that has been trying to attack the church must flee in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. For the Spirit of the Lord says, for even as with the ark, the cheetah and the snail miraculously arrived at the same time. And Mm -hmm. so it is with you, says the Lord, that I have ordained you, London, to flourish in this season, to come out in different times, but that you will know what it is to walk in my glory. But don't remain where you are, says the Lord, for it's time to get out of the ark. It's time to prepare for the new way, says the Lord. Father, we thank you for your word tonight lord we thank you for your prophetic word that brings divine correction divine order and alignment and father this evening as we open up your word father as i come against this this demonic activity that has been operated to abort the lord's anointed father i declare and decree over every man woman and child watching this that you shall by no means miss the call and destiny on your life but i call you up in Jesus' name to inherit the land to possess the land and to walk forth in revival fire for your generation and all god's people said amen and amen hallelujah I trust you sense the glory. It's here already tonight. Amen. Amen. And of course, we've just gone through uh, the Jewish feast feast of Purim last month. Uh, The feast of Purim, of course, is the annual celebration in which the Jewish people commemorate their deliverance from Haman and the Persian Empire. And and that can, of course, that story can be found in the book of Esther. And look at where we're at now. It's Passover time. It's Passover time. It's a time of celebration, a time of celebration. The Lord preserved the Jewish people with the blood that was placed over the lintels and the doorpost. And as the angel of death passed over the people of God, you know, it was symbolic, almost of a four type of Christ, the blood of the lamb that is washed over you, that sanctifies you, that protects you, that cleanses you. And when the angel of death comes over to pass over, it will pass over you too. Hallelujah. So it's a symbolic time that we're in. It's a season where there's shifts going on in the heavenlies. And I trust you're sensing this. I trust if you are a man or woman of God that you're sensitive to the times and seasons that are happening at this point in time. You know, it's a season that we need to celebrate our way out. If you want a strategy from the Father for this period in time of being in isolation, of coming out of lockdown, praise releases the answer from heaven. Praise will bring you into a glory revelation where the glory of God comes because God's God dwells in what the praises of his people. And so as we praise, as we worship, as we magnify Jesus, his glory comes into the atmosphere. You know, brothers and sisters, we need a Jehoshaphat anointing to praise our way out of the chaos and see the answer released from the throne of God so that we step up over these next nine months or so. And, you know, we're in a nine month season. I prophesied just a moment ago about the labor pains that the body of Christ in this nation are going through in order to deliver the thing that God has for this new season. 
Amen. And so over these next nine months, it's time for the church. Leaders, if you're watching, time to put strategy in place. Leaders, if you're listening, hear the word of the Lord. It's time not to go back to an old way, to old programs, old behaviors, old habits, but to walk in authority and power, knowing who your God is. Let's praise our way into victory in Jesus's name. Hallelujah. And so right at the start of the London outpouring, I am believing and I'm prophetically setting a picture that other ministers will be able to build upon. I know as Pastor Mark and Dr. Jens and Pastor Tony minister, they will be coming with an apostolic flow that will unlock keys for you to bring you into revival. So brothers and sisters, I want you to know that there are things that the Lord is doing right now. We, we work with the Holy Spirit and he is God who is on the move. Amen. And there's a significant shift that is taking place. I said this at the last meeting. I'm just re repeating it because it's a shift that's happening all the time. And in fact, from probably from summer 2020 until the early, uh, early part of 2021, I've been speaking about uh, the book of Revelation and about the shift that is taking place because there is a divine shift that has taken place. And in the book of Revelation, chapter 10 and verse 6, and I haven't got time to preach this message tonight. I'm not here to do that. I'm just setting the scene. But in the book of Revelation, chapter 10, we hear the sounding of the seventh angel. And the sounding of the seventh angel is to declare that there shall be delay no more. Why? So that the kingdoms of this world can become the kingdoms of our God and of his Christ. And you and I, we are the envoys, the ambassadors, the apostles of God that are called to bring about the work of the kingdom. And you and I are kingdom people. And when we understand that we're kingdom people, we can declare into the heavenlies and enter the delay and bring to birth that which the father has for us. What is God saying? He wants us to move into revival. He wants us to move in from one degree of glory to another, to another, yes, to another. Yes, There's never an end to this, my friend. It's not like suddenly we come to a time and, oh, the glory's here. And wow, we experience and it's over. No. We move from one degree of glory to another, from grace to grace, from faith to faith, growing in our ability to understand the times and seasons of God and growing in our relationship with the Father. Why? Because the heartbeat of God is for his church and for the lost, for his church and for the lost. And the sooner you and I, we get to grips with the fact that it's not just about a nice glory meeting where you have an experience, but it's about the lost getting saved and coming into relationship with the Father. The sooner you and I get on board with that message and that vision, the sooner we're going to experience this promised revival. Because revival fire is all about us encountering the glory of God so that you and I are set on fire and the mm. world can watch us burn. Hallelujah. You know, I think it was Pastor Bonke who famously said, you know, most of the church are living their lives fishing in the bath. The bath's already hot. There's no fish there. We've got to take our, our rod. We've got to cast it out into the wider place where the fish are in order that they can get saved. Then bring them into the heat and the glory. You know? I love that. And I'm constantly reminded that I need to be about the kingdom. Hallelujah. There shall be delay no more. There shall be an end to this time. And, you know, Psalm 102, it says it tells us that the Lord is the God of the heavens and the earth and he is constantly changing and there's constantly things that are working. And there's much to talk about at the moment about changes that are going on, political changes, things that are happening in the nations. You know, have you seen the, 
the lockdowns and the way things are lifting and growing, it's all being driven by things behind the scenes. And the quicker we understand that actually this is about moving into fire and glory for the church in order that we can accelerate what God wants to do. Christ is coming again. Hallelujah. And there are people out there that need to hear the good news. Acts 17, 26, of course, says that he determined the appointed times and seasons. And prophetically, there's a lot of talk in the church at the moment about how we're to move and to navigate out of what this season that we've been living in. But I want you to know that this is an era about the about the voice that comes out of your mouth. What is coming out of your mouth at this time, my friend? Is it fear? Is it regurgitating the agenda of the media, even the political agenda that's coming out? Or is it faith? Because what God wants you to know is that there is power in your words. Now, as a, as a, a prophet, as a priest, I know that there is power in what I say. But I want you to know that there is also power in your tongue, power in the words that you declare. So I challenge you today and provoke you in the Lord. Be careful and steward your lips. Be careful to steward what you say in this season, because that which you say will begin to come to pass. And we need to be careful about what we say and what we speak, because God wants his people aligned with his purposes, that you might go from one degree of glory, from grace to grace, from faith to faith. Amen. I want you to know this is an era where we need to be careful about the voice that comes out of our house. You know, I, I think I spoke in a service probably a year or so ago, and I was talking about the, the widow um, and how she locked herself in the house. You know, she didn't have anything. And, you, you know, you can find these, these stories of old and look through them at another time. I haven't got time to give you the whole story. But she knew that the man of God was passing by. And so what did she say? She said, I'm going to create a space so that I can access my miracle. I'm going to create a space in my house, an upper room, so that as the man of God comes by, that he can come and rest. She knew that there was value in creating something in order that as the man of God passed by, she didn't miss out on her miracle. And at the appointed time, of course, you all know the story. There was a problem. The son dies and she went. She's crying to the man of God. This is the one that you promised. Here it is. And of course, Again, she experiences her miracle. She created space for her miracle. And you and I, through our words, through our actions, we have the ability to create space for what God wants to do. I want you to know that this is an era about the voice that comes from your home. Hallelujah. The voice that you speak in the quiet place, the voice that you mutter to your friends or your neighbor on the street. You see, there are power in our words. And it's essential that you and I, we're speaking faith in this season. You know, we're called to be a people of faith, aren't we? Hallelujah. How does faith come? Well, of course, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And at the end of the service tonight, I'm going to pray over anyone who needs a miracle. And tonight's your night for a miracle. You know, if you need a miracle in your body tonight, the same Jesus is here right now to redeem you, to set you free, to heal your body. And we're going to pray and release from every spirit of infirmity. You know, I've heard some preachers say, oh, if it's COVID, we really shouldn't probably be praying for that right now. Goodness me, COVID is a name. It's like cancer. Cancer is a name. And my Bible tells me, I don't know about you, Pastor Mark, my Bible tells me that his name is above every other name. And so whether you've got COVID or whether you've got something else, tonight we're going to pray that Jesus Christ will set you free. He's still in the business of healing the sick. Hallelujah. He's still cleansing the the leper he's still redeeming those who need a miracle and 
you know, just to share one thing with you. I was praying with someone a few years back up in Lincoln. And the person there had a contorted, twisted arm. And they came to the service like this and the arm was deformed. The fingers were all bent. And in the meeting, I suddenly got a surge of faith that came into my spirit. And I began to just release the anointing to that individual. And as we did, was we prayed and as we declared healing for his body, suddenly the, the wrist came out like this and the fingers restored. And he walked out completely free. A situation that was, you know, he was born with that. God is in the business of creative miracles still today. Hallelujah. But I wasn't planning on talking about the miraculous, but I want you to know this is the reality. The kingdom of God is violent and violent men take it by force. And I'm here tonight to declare to you that the same power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead is at work within you, my friend. It's at work within me and we will see his glory. Hallelujah. We will see it. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You know, one of the names of God is the Lord of the hosts of heaven. Adonai Yahweh Tisabot. He was assigning angels of war and still continues to do that over territories. And the Lord is assigning his angel armies even now over this nation, over the great city of London. There are angels of war that are at work to work with the people of God to see the plans and purposes of God made manifest here in the earth. And the Lord is reassigning things that are happening in this time. So we need to evaluate what's going on in our nation. You see, in this region, how do the Ephesians for ministry gifts, which remember, these aren't gifts that grow in Bible college, Pastor Mark. These aren't things that just happen about. These are Christ's gift to his body. The apostle, the prophet, the pastor, the teacher, and the evangelist. These are people who God has called to his church. And if you are called into one of those five-fold ministry giftings, you are operating in a high call and you are Christ's envoy, Christ's gift to his church. So it's about time, my friends, in this nation that we begin to see again the restoration of the apostolic and the prophetic working in harmony and partnership. And that's one of the reasons I love the London outpouring, because I get to work with prophets like Pastor Tony, apostles like Pastor Mark and Dr. Jens to bring about what God wants to do. You see, prophets declare and decree out of their mouths a Apostles come with that strategy to bring the breakthrough. And, you know, you can have different ones that come and evangelists that will come and bring the people into a, a soul winning uh, time with the miracles, healings and signs and wonders. But, you know, we've got to evaluate what's going in our nation around these Ephesians for gifts. How are they operating? And, you know, in the UK, I have to say, it, my friends, I'm going to call it out, but there's a general weakness in the prophetic. And, you know, the prophetic comes across. Sometimes it's even weird and wacky. And we've got to get to grips with this in our churches. How do we train a generation of young people to flow in prophecy? And I believe in doing that. And if you want to know more about how to prophesy, get yourself in one of our schools of ministry. We would love to teach and train you. And you see, in this time, there is such a strong history in this nation about the UK being an apostolic sending church. I believe in this season, the Lord is releasing a lot of angelic activity coming to help God's people to enable us in the UK again to be a sending 
nation. And I'm not just talking about sending back to Africa, my brothers and sisters from the African continent, because you guys have been called as envoys to come and infiltrate and affect this nation. And if you're an expat living over here in London, I encourage you to see this as your mission field, to see this as the place that the Lord has called you. You're not here by accident. You're here ordained by God to be his envoy, to be an apostolic person who is going about the move of God and seeing people who are lost in darkness come into fellowship with the Father. Hallelujah. So we need to learn how to align ourselves with what the Lord is doing and how the Lord is releasing his angels in this season in order that we don't miss our mandate. So we need to be a people of prayer, a people of intercession and understand how to pray prophetically into these things. Somebody say amen. You see, the Lord is raising up a new church, a people of faith. And I love faith. And if I had opportunity tonight, I would love to expand the scriptures on faith. You see, nothing is impossible for him who believes. But equally, all things are possible to the believing one. You know, so we're called to be a people of faith. And whatever you ask in my name, believe that you will receive it. The scripture tells us and what you will have it. And so we're called to be a people of faith. James 1, I think it's verse 3, it reminds us that the testing of our faith produces what? Perseverance. Perseverance. And we all know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So you and I, my friends, we have got to be so acquainted with the scriptures in these times. We've got to love this book. We've got to cherish the word of God. We can't let this just remain the written word of God that exists in the pages, but it's got to become rhema for you and me. It's got to transform our lives. And I say sometimes I put on my head and I say, Lord, let your word filter through my thinking in order that I might be someone who moves with your spirit. So we need to know that we're going to go through a season of testing. This next, next nine months about bringing to birth is all going to be about testing. And friends, that's not all great news, is it? You know, because no one likes to be tested. No one likes going through warfare. But we're in a season of warfare. And as doing in doing that, the body of Christ, we've got to push. We've got to toil this thing through and ensure that there's a successful delivery. And we all know faith, it comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. So let's look at the book of, book of Romans the book of Romans. I want to just look at chapter five very quickly tonight. I'm not going to preach for long. I just I'm laying some foundations, really, that they are the brothers who are speaking over the course of the weekend can really expand upon. But the book of Romans, chapter five and verse one, it says this. Therefore, since we have been justified, listen, through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. He's the prince of peace through whom we have gained access. Listen by faith into grace in which we now stand and we boast in the hope of the glory of God not only so but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance perseverance character and character hope and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who's been given to us hallelujah you know, my father, when he trained me in the ministry, I started preaching about the age of 11, 12 years old with a, an evangelist called Jonathan Comrath from Mission 24. And I was traveling the world, preaching to big crowds with him, learning how to do sort of big crusade type settings and all that sort of stuff, how to plant churches and that sort of stuff. And every available time I had, I would love nothing more than to leave, you know, leave the classroom at school and get in the plane and travel off here, there and everywhere to preach the gospel. 
And as a teenager, that was what I was schooled in the ministry. And, and evangelist Jonathan, if you've never met him, go check out Mission 24. You absolutely love his ministry. You know, he used to throw me in the deep end every time. He'd say, Steve, right at the end of my message, you're going to be preaching tonight and I'm going to get you up. And he'd give you no warning. He'd just say that Steve's going to speak now. And suddenly you'd have to have the word of God. You know, it taught me something that to be always be prepared, always be prepared for the move of the spirit. You know, one time he just turned around to me and he said, uh, I'm not feeling like preaching today. It's not uh, it's not the time for me to preach. You're going to be preaching, Steve. And I sort of went, I haven't prepared anything, Jonathan. And he said, oh, don't worry, Steve, God will give you the word. And, you know, as I stood up and as I preached, I was over in Uganda when I did that, preached, and suddenly the anointing came. How oh, thank God for his anointing. <laughs> wow. If you've never been in that situation, the anointing comes, and thank God for the Holy Ghost. Thank God it's not about us. It's about him, isn't it? We can't go into maintenance mode, guys. We've got to move in faith. And in a season, it's a season of shifting. It's a season where it's uncomfortable, a season of well, practically lockdown. You know, how do we navigate out of this? I don't know yet when we can meet together. I don't even know all the dates over here yet, but they're coming and we're getting some lifting, some easing of that. And in the easing, it's so easy to go back to an old way of doing it. And I want to tell you today, by the word of the Lord, that there has been a divine reset that the father has brought to his church in order that you don't shift back into an old way of thinking and don't move back to former things and old programs and old ways that just wind people into being connected into and religious institution. Sorry, Steve, did you say the church as a religious institution? I'm my brother, my sister, I did, because God wants us disciple to Jesus. Yes, you're a, you're a disciple of Christ. And of course, that means that you're going to love his church. Of course, that means you're going to be passionate about his church. But remember, it's not about going back into those old ways. We've got to be about the working of the kingdom. So we can't go back into maintenance mentality, into the season that we've been in before. Otherwise, we'll miss what the Lord's doing. And this is why this season where we're in this flux, in this uncomfortable time of uncertainty, unknown uh, where it, it seems a little bit like there's warfare going on around us. You and I have to be so connected into our faith, so sure of who we are in Christ, that we know the authority through the word of God that has been given to us as believers, and that you and I begin to exercise that authority in the earth. How does it operate? Through faith, through grace, and through perseverance. Being persevering, persevering people, guys. So come on, we're going to move out of fear into faith. And if you've come under what the media has been putting out, if you've come under this ungodly fear rhetoric that's been coming out. I break it off you tonight in the name of Jesus. And I release a spirit of faith to you tonight that you can move in fullness in everything that God has. That you have been given the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Hallelujah. In my name, Jesus said, in my name. We're all about doing the work in his name. You know, as I think about keys, I've given this example before and I preach. But if you look at my keys, I've got the keys to everything that speak of access in my life. The keys to my house, the keys to my office, the keys to my car, the keys to my shed. At the place that I keep all of my treasure possessions is here. And Jesus says, I give you the keys of the kingdom. 
Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in the heavenlies. Notice it's not whatever is loosed in heavenlies is loosed on the earth. It's something that has to be done here through your mouth, through you exercising your authority as an ambassador of Christ that unlocks the heavenly atmosphere. When you speak it out, you take authority, you release it here in the now, and suddenly the heavens are open and it's done. Whatever you bind on earth, it's bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth, it's loosed in the heavenlies. Come on, my friend, you're an ambassador for Jesus Christ. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to you. Isn't it about time that you and I started walking in the fullness and the stature of the call of God with our heads held high now, not living in fear anymore, but walking in faith in all that he has promised for your life? You know, in this season, I want to talk about your emotions because it's easy to get affected when you're locked down. You're living in isolation, perhaps. Perhaps you've been even shielding or something like that. You haven't been able to see people. It's easy for our emotions and mental health to be affected. Managing our emotions in this season is key in the season that we're in, in order that we will go beyond what's happening with our present church structures and understand what the Lord wants over these next nine months. You know, if you've been suffering with anxiety or depression tonight in the name of Jesus, that tormenting thing has to lift off you in Jesus's name. I break the power of every anxiety. I break the power of every depression tonight. And in the name of Jesus right now, let peace and joy come to your mind. Let you right now be moving in a greater capacity to think and believe. We call and take every emotion captive tonight in Jesus' name. And I bind fear from operating in your life in the name of Jesus. Even some of you I know prophetically just right now the Lord spoke to me. Some of you even lost what loved ones. And as a result of that, you've moved out of faith into a fear mentality. Well, if it happened for them, it could happen for me too. I bind that working of the enemy and I loose you back into the faith that is yours in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Over these next nine months, I for one, I want to be to have a greater focus on my prayer life. I want to have a greater focus on the glory of God. I'm not going to just accept a meeting for the sake of a meeting, friends. I can't do another meeting. I've got to experience his glory. I need more of his glory. I need that revival fire to fall. How do we release it? How do we get it? Well, we do it in worship. We come into his presence with singing. We release it through praise. And then we exercise it through our lips. You know, Lord, reveal to me the things that you want me to do. Lord, Reveal to me the things that you have already given in my life. You know, healing is the children's bread. Some of these things that we're saying, Lord, would you do this? Lord, ran the heavens. Lord, do that. You know, the Lord's up there saying, I've already done it. I've already given it for you. Everything that you need is yours in me, says the Lord. Everything you need is yours in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So don't miss your unique opportunity to see yourself propelled into destiny. Because this weekend, some of you are going to get unlocked from some of those things. Hallelujah. Finally, and I'm coming to land on this. We need to understand the key revelatory windows which need to be kept open this year. It's a year of lockout. Uh, sorry, a year of looking out. It's a year where the watchmen and the intercessors need to step up a whole nother level. If you're an intercessor here and you're listening in, you've got to get yourself lined up with the prophets and start to pray prophetically, start to be the watchman on the wall, start to intercede on behalf of the nation to declare the word of the Lord back to the Father. It's time to get your prayer back on. Hallelujah. Come on, folks, let's rise up. Let's take authority for everything the Lord has in this season. And why is all of this important? Because this year, 
it's been a year that we've been through of deconstructing. And I released a word from the Lord at the start of this year, which I called the divine reset. I shared a snippet of that in the uh, London outpouring in January. And the Lord has been restructuring our thinking so that we don't go back to the old way. And of course, the vaccines here, the time of Corona is coming to an end. Hallelujah. Let's kick out Corona. But we don't want to just get back to the old way. We don't want to go backwards. No. The man-made structures of the church have been dismantled and the Lord is rebuilding in a new way. You see, our apostolic structures are not there to support a range of meetings, but the apostolic structures which the Lord is building are so that you and me can support the weight of his glory that is coming upon us in this season to come. Did you hear what I just said? The apostolic structures aren't there to support your programs. They're not there to support your meetings. The apostolic structures that the Lord is putting into your life are so that you and I can bear the awesome weight of his glory. And so that the glory of the Lord can be seen upon his body again in this nation. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, the wind of the spirit is moving. And just like Queen Esther, we've been called for such a time as this. It's your season of preparation. It's your season of intercessory watchmen. You know, you guys got to got to start doing again. Get your prayer back on. Go on the lookout again and prepare for what the Lord is about to bring in. These next nine months is about the sh having that shield of faith rebuilt in our lives. What's the roadmap? Where's the next step coming? And how's the church going to come out of this? Well, my friends, we're going to return to our first love. Mm. We're going to return to our first love. We're not going to just do things for the sake of it. We're doing things because we love Jesus. We love the Father. We want more of his presence, more of his glory. You see, we're not going to be a church that's lukewarm anymore. If you've been lukewarm and perhaps you've been a Sunday Christian, some of you listening today, I want to provoke you and challenge you in the Lord. You might be living your life as a, a flight simulator Christian. What do I mean by that? Well, a flight simulator is very good. You can get into the flight simulator. You can pretend like you're flying a Boeing 737. And as you look around the cockpit, as you look out the window, everything looks real. It feels real. But it's a totally fake experience. It's a totally rubbish experience. It doesn't even compare to the real thing. Some of you have lived your life like that and going to church on a Sunday just to fulfill a sense of duty. My friend, it's time to come back to your first love. It's time to fall in love with Jesus like never before. You can't walk through the old way of doing it. You can't just come to church on a Sunday and Monday morning, be going about the old way of working, doing what you want. We've got to be a people of holiness, a people of his presence, a people that don't accept just the ordinary status quo, because we are to carry the weight of his glory. We are to bear the weight of his glory. Hallelujah. In this season, we're going to kick out lukewarmness. We're going to move that out. So we're not going to have that anymore because we are going to move into faith. So I bind the religious spirit that's been operating around about you. I bind that religious spirit from having any control over your life. You know, Isaiah 22, 22, it said, I will place on his shoulders the key to the house of David. What he opens, no one can shut. And what he shuts, no one can open. In this third millennium, the Lord is about to raise his body like never before. You and I, as the body of Christ, we're going to carry the weight of his glory. We're going to be revealed as the sons of God. And that means it's about kingdom, not about building your own empire. My brother, my sister, pastor, dear friend, it's about getting on board with the kingdom principles. 
one of the most powerful kingdom principles for working with God and maintaining our spiritual authority is a principle that I call divine restraint. What do I mean by that? Well, I discovered that revelation, it's it's impossible to have revelation without having some sort of authority to retain it. So we're under some sort of restraining principle as men and women of God. And one of the most tragic stories in the Bible, read it in in Judges, of course, is the book, uh, is the uh, story about Samson. And I'm just closing up with this, guys. I know I'm preach, preach probably longer than I need to. Uh, so I just want to touch on this because there is a Delilah spirit that is operating at the moment in this season to abort that which the Lord has destined in your life. And I want you to be aware of this, because if you're not aware of it, wherever God appoints and anoints a man or woman of God, there will always be a Delilah spirit that seeks to deceive, seeks to manipulate. It's almost like a Jezebelic thing that tries to come and weave and curve to get you out and miss your appointment for destiny. And, you know, one of the most tragic stories in the Bible, I think, is the fall of Samson. Samson is a tragic story, and it brings to the forefront the critical importance of respecting the restraining order, the principle that God has placed on your life. You see, by all accounts, the story of Samson is about the supernatural, right? If you've you've never read the story, let me give you a very quick snippet. First of all, Samson's mother, she was barren, and this means she, biologically speaking, she couldn't have kids, and so it was impossible for her to conceive. And this biological impossibility ends when an angel of the Lord appears to her and she's told that she's going to give birth to to be a mother over someone who's a deliverer. And the angel declares to her and to heaven that that, that the heavens have been opened over her womb and she she has now no longer barren. She's going to bear a child. However, the angel immediately places a principle or a restraining order with the word. Listen to what happens. The angel speaks and says to her in Judges 13, verse 4, you can find this. Please be careful not to drink wine or similar drink and not to eat anything unclean. See, this was the restraining order that would protect her pregnancy and cause this divine baby to come into into birth. And so the call of God releasing her womb, this baby that's going to be born, Samson, is then going to be coming to, to bring deliverance to the people of God. Okay, so. This means it was not enough that heaven had opened her barren room. She needed to couple that with adhering to a restraining order. Okay, you're with me, you're following what I'm saying. But there was also a restraining order that was then given over the boy. Okay, additional information that was given about this miracle child that would follow him throughout all of his life. Okay, and it was even more consequential than the first one. It was more effective than that which was spoken over the mother. Here's what the angel said. Okay, so the the word of the Lord comes and says, for behold, you should conceive and bear a son and no razor shall come upon his head for the child shall be called a Nazarite to God from the womb. And he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. Okay, so the boy Samson, he's not allowed to shave his head. And as you know, the story. Delilah comes and Samson, if you look through his life, wow, that guy, he went through so many different sexual things, so many different sinful things. You and I would think of him, look at him, go, gosh, he's not a nice Christian man. I'm not a good Jewish boy. <laughs> you know, he went through stuff. And Delilah was there to entice him. Delilah was there to deceive him. Delilah was there to rob him of his moment that he had been assigned to to bring deliverance to the people of God. Okay, and over each one of you today, you have been called by God to fulfill an assignment. 
But some of you, it's different. Of course, it's different for each one of us. And each one of us has a specific assignment that's been given by the Father. But with that, there is a spirit that is operating in the world at the moment that is trying to deceive you and get you to try and miss your God-appointed moment. And tonight I'm coming up against this thing because I believe the spirit of God is wanting to hit this right on the head, particularly for the UK at this time. Because there's a sense that as we move through this nine-month window of giving birth, of moving into revival, seeing us carry the weight of his glory like never before, the enemy is out to get the Lord's anointed. And man, woman of God, now is your time to stand, to get yourself into accountability, to up your prayer life, to ensure that you don't miss the opportunity because that little sneaky thing is going on behind the scenes. It always happens in the secret place. It always happens in the dark. And my friend, tonight, I break the power of that Delilah spirit that has been operating around your life. I call you chosen and I call you part of the household of faith. And tonight, in the name of Jesus, I release a new anointing for holiness, a new anointing tonight over your life to walk out and fulfill the assignment that God has placed over your life. In Jesus' name, I prophesy over you today that you shall not be deceived, that you shall not miss out, but you shall walk into the promise that God has spoken in Jesus' name. And right now, my friend, you might be fully aware, actually, as I'm speaking to you about this area that the enemy is trying to bring. It's time to bring it to a close in Jesus name. I say that to you under the anointing of God, and I could even pr prophetically pick it out over different ones of you on Zoom. I'm not going to, but I could do it because I can see it in the spirit. There are those of you who are trapped in patterns of sin, patterns of behavior, patterns and cycles of things that have been going on for years and years and years. Tonight, in the name of Jesus, those things are broken, broken in his presence, broken in the glory so that you will not miss what God wants for you in this next nine months. My friends, just like Queen Esther, we've got to come back to that time of preparation. We've got to be a church that are about our first love. We've got to be about Jesus. And I hope you heard what I said earlier. The keys of the kingdom, Mark 16, have been given to you in order that you can fulfill the assignment that the Father has for you in this day. So let me pray for you now before I hand back to Pastor Tony. Father, we thank you that the entrance of your word brings light. And Lord, we pray right now that you would release over my brothers and sisters today watching on Facebook, watching on over Zoom, a sense of hope and let faith arise right now. I break fear. I break bereavement that has happened in this season. I break the power of every depression, every anxiety in the name of Jesus. And I release to you right now divine order in your mind divine thinking in your mind and I release healing to you in Jesus's name and I thank you father right now for a move of your spirit for your glory now to come and fall upon your people Lord even at the start of this London outpouring prophetic conference again for another two days Lord let this be a time in your glory but right at the start of tonight we hit some of these things on the head we say no and as the body of Christ we stand together in unity and we resist the enemy in submission to the father and he must flee every Delilah spirit operating around God's chosen people be gone in the name of Jesus 
every demonic activity seeking to steal that which the Lord is bringing to birth in your church, in your life, in your ministry, in Jesus' name, I break its power now and I say it will not be aborted, but you shall fulfill and give birth in this season and you will be a carrier of the glory of God to your generation and you will carry this revival fire to the next generation. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, and all God's people, every one of us, come on, say it, raise the roof, and say a big amen and amen.